Hello, everyone, and welcome to another SDGC review discussion. I'm Derek, joined by my friend Justin. How's it going, bud? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. And we are here to discuss the newly released and early released Scorn. Uh, Scorn developed by, uh, was it Ebb Software? I'm not familiar with anything else that they've done. Is that a new studio? Uh, yeah, I think this is their first game. Like, this was a Kickstarter project. Was initially. it? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I must have missed all of that. I first became aware of it when it was in one of those Microsoft presentations, I think. Mm. Um, and I was just like, oh, this looks good, weird, ooey gooey. And I, I love like the heavily H.R. Giger inspired art style. Inspired, um, I don't even know. Yeah, it's <laughs> just is the right up, term. It straight up is H.R. Giger. Um, I'm not they They reference another artist who's a Polish artist whose name I can't even begin to pronounce. Um, Zdzislaw Be- Beksinski, maybe. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I slaughtered that. But I'm not familiar with their work, but I'm familiar with Giger's work. And you, like Giger's probably, work is pervasive. You're probably familiar with his work. Um, I I. His stuff's pretty famous. I gotta like, look him you, up after this. You is might done. you might know it when you see it. Yeah, but um, special thanks to Kepler Interactive. Kepler Interactive provided us with two gameplay preview codes, which me and John took uh, like a week or two ago, and then provided us with a review code on PC, uh, which I think John streamed the gameplay preview, and then I streamed a, a couple hours of the game the other day. Uh, this is not a super long game. I think I beat it in about six hours, um, but I, I think it was very memorable. So let's let's start off with this, because I think the the game has received kind of a wide variety of reactions upon its release. I, in just in terms of like looking over like aggregate review scores, I don't think I've seen a spread like this in a long time there's like 9.5s and fours in equal yes. measure and i think a lot of that comes down my theory is that has to do with expectation i've read a lot of these reviews because you know after i kind of came with my opinions i was like i want to see what a couple other people who've already had a chance to finish the review have to say and you know i think i'm always interested in these kind of games that that have very wide ranging reception because that's so much more interesting to me than games that get universal acclaim or universally bashed to oh, absolutely because that like that means that there's there's something going on there that is worth exploring there's something here that's hitting some people but it's missing for others um and i think that expectations play a big part of that because i went into this and i believe many people went into this expecting it to be a sort of heavy survival horror experience and yeah i think there i think there was just a lot of confusion in the marketing and i'm not a hundred percent sure of who's to blame because i remember a what the game seems like it is is what my initial impression of the game was but at one point the developers were like oh no it's an fps we have weapons and stuff which also i think colored expectations because it's like yeah there are weapons and there is some combat but it's not really what you would consider an fps see like i wouldn't consider it a horror game because it's like it is but it isn't it's obviously very horror themed the setting is very upsetting there's a lot of very disturbing imagery uh the atmosphere is very horrifying but i think for a lot of people horror in video games is is a very specific thing where the horror is caused by 
something you have to react to to avoid like a fail state, whether that's enemies or like ammo conservation, you know, an invincible stalker type enemy. There's there's something that will make you lose that is overpowering to you. Um, that That is not a universal constant, but I think that is a common thing in horror games is the fail state. And most of Scorn is a puzzle game. Like I would I would describe it as being more like Mist or Riven most of the time than I would compare it to something like Resident Evil or Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, there is there is combat. There are enemies. There is resource management. It's not a long stretch of the game. I would say the like mid to late chunk of the game has some enemies. And as you acquire some weapons for a little bit and have to like manage your, you know, rarely dispensed heals and ammo. But I don't think the game is actually that hard when you get the, the grasp of it. The difficulty is all in the exploration and the puzzles. Um, so I would I would say don't come into this expecting it to be, you know, the evil within or something like that. Uh, you know, don't don't expect clock tower. This is this is a, a grody exploration adventure game. Um, but I think it does succeed at that. Uh, I don't think that I, I, like a game like this really lives or succeeds on its aesthetic and how well it delivers on that. And from um, what I've seen, it really delivers hundred percent, especially like it knows how to ramp up, right? Like you think you're seeing what the game has to offer early on, but really no, the last chunk of the game, it really does know how to escalate for that final act to really a new level and, and almost different genre of visual horror. Um, oh, that's awesome. Cause yeah, I, so I'll just explain what I have seen in this. So I, I, I watched your stream the other night. Yes. So I've seen the first few hours of the game and I've seen Derek play the first few hours of the game, but I, I have not played it myself. Um, uh, I unfortunately do not have any platforms that this game's released on. I was looking forward to it, but Unfortunately, I'm not able to play it just yet. So, um, yeah, but you're a big fan of horror in general and all media. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, yeah. So like what what questions would you have for me? Like if this was on because so, right now I think it's only on Windows and Xbox Series X and yeah. S. Yeah, it, it, it's it's on the series consoles and PC currently, and it is on Game Pass as well. Yes, that's that's going to be a big. Well, I mean, it, you know, every system it's on then. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. So it, it's a pretty low buy in for most folks, really, um, which I which I think will really work for this type of game in particular. Um, I think, you know, I, I think I think, you know, I'm somebody that would be OK, you know, paying, you know, a one time price for it. But it seems like, you know, if people really want to just check this out, being on a subscription service will really help. Yeah. Um, getting we- eyes on it. What are they selling this for? It's a $40 game. Yeah, I mean, that's that's reasonable. This is a very pretty game. It feels very polished. Um, like I said, everything about it aesthetically, it's it's very like minimalist haunting soundtrack. It's visual design. The animation work, uh, the sound design is all top notch. It's very unsettling. It's very eerie. Um, I think I would say that I loved it as an adventure game because at no point did any of its puzzles feel like 
like they, the puzzles weren't usually weren't a breeze to get through the main puzzles in every like act, but none of the hardest puzzles were insurmountable either. I don't I mean, from I, what I saw, like from that beginning section that you played is like as you kind of, you know, poke at the pieces of the puzzle and get them in place, you kind of start to see a weird logic within them. Yes, like. Um, that kind of works like internally for this world. It's not really how things would work in other games or other settings or the real world. But like, oh, for this like weird alien landscape and weird biomechanical stuff, there is some kind of like internal logic to it. Yeah. That you kind of start to pick up on. I would say I, I describe, you know, I, I name drop Mist and Riven and like I'm a huge fan of Riven in particular. Um, but I mean, those games are often very esoteric in their logic, and I don't think Scorn is the same way. Like, I don't think I think mean, I don't think most people will need a guide, right, to figure out how to get through this game. Um, it it does step you through itself uh, relatively well. Um, I would say the the emotional roller coaster I went through playing this game is I was so excited early on that it was more of a puzzle adventure game than a true horror game. Then enemies and weapons start getting layered in and it's fine. And there's a bit there where the difficulty is actually kind of rough because you can get in situations where it's like, okay, at my last checkpoint, I only have one unit of health left. There's a bunch of enemies around and I don't have a lot of ammo and it's going to be a while until the next pickup station. So like I kind of put myself in a bad situation. Um, and and eventually had to get creative on how to get out of there. It's a little frustrating. Um, but then what's funny, and, and I'm I'm gonna avoid spoilers, but there is actually a a boss encounter, like a traditional boss fight uh towards the end of the game. And I liked that boss fight way more than I liked any of the combat prior to that point. Um I I almost I'm almost wish that there was less mob like enemies and just one or two fights like that. Mm -hmm. But you just know, ha just have it be kind of like a couple like big encounters that are meaningful versus kind of these smaller nothing yeah. encounters. And and maybe others will feel differently. But um, I, I found it refreshing when I got to that boss and then I was actually almost a little sad that that was all that there was in that regard. Um, and then we went right back to you know, the kind of walking simulator puzzle adventure type of formula with no enemies for the rest of the game. Um, I will say that it's it's interesting how kind of the story and the gameplay are the same puzzle. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't yeah, know what you are. You've woken up in this weird biopunk station and you're trying to solve the world around you, both what it means and what will allow you to progress. Um, but don't expect like explicit storytelling or. Yeah, there, there's zero dialogue, right? There's no dialogue anywhere in the game, like um, no text either. It's all symbolism. It's all vibes. Um and I think which is cool. I, I, I really appreciate it. It is I, I very really do cool. I like appreciate that. It's both cool and frustrating, right? Like I, I have a lot to say about the ending of this game that I, I can't say in a review because I don't want to give anything up. And I think people should experience this game for themselves. But like 
it's one of those things where I, I worry that maybe more of the game was built around visual vibes rather than actually creating a consistent logical like what is this place what is it for what is the purpose here like i think it was just designed to be weird and scary and what purpose it might have even the creators don't know granted sometimes that is the hallmark of of good weird cosmic horror so you know i'm stuck at the end with very mixed opinions on the story but i'm not going to forget this game and I think for horror, sometimes it's better to be memorable but flawed than it is to be technically perfect but very by the numbers. That, I mean, yeah, that, that, sound, that sounds kind of actually what I was expecting from this game. But I, I, I know some people have been very divided on it. So one thing I just want to ask, like, this is kind of like a more universal complaint that I've heard from a few people. Like, sure. They said the checkpointing is really, really bad. <laughs> Um, it's hard to say. I, I didn't die too many times. Uh, there's only a couple of points, like two points where I got stuck having to replay a section a few times because, you know, I would die. I'd go back to the checkpoint and have to progress. Um, it sometimes felt like there wasn't a lot of logical sense behind where checkpoints pop up. Right. Like, yeah. um, you would think it would be after you completed this step in a puzzle but actually the next checkpoint was going to be when you picked up the next gun a few minutes later um which is a thing that you might have have not noticed and might have gone around this little section of the act more for um and again like i got stuck in a position where i had one health unit left no heals and i had to press forward through a decent number of enemies to get into the next checkpoint and and find more resources and I kind of find myself having to play like perfect with the combat because this, gotcha. is, this is not like a fast action paced game. So it's it's very easy to um, end up kind of feeling like maybe it's unfair that you died. Um, you know, so that 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 wasn't my favorite. And that leads me to believe, again, that maybe the game would have been better without a lot of these random encounters. but. Because honestly, you could you could almost take the enemies out and just leave it as a puzzle game. And I think you would have gotten most of the same impact from the aesthetic and from the story as as you did with those survival horror elements in the middle. So, you know. Cool. So just kind of summing it up, like. It sounds like you were very impressed with the aesthetic side of the game, right? It seems like it, they totally it seems like they real from at least what I've seen. It really seems like they nailed that type of look and feel. Yeah, this game was going to live or die based on the, the visual aesthetic, the soundscape, the tone and atmosphere of the game. And it succeeded so well. And some of the imagery of this game is some of my favorite in recent like horror gaming. There's a lot of very memorable sequences and things, but um, but yeah, like gameplay wise, eh, you know, I think the, the best parts are the things that most people are not going to be expecting going in that it's a puzzle adventure game and the combat and resource management is maybe a weaker aspect, but the game doesn't overstay its welcome. Like I said, about six hours, uh, 
And and I, I felt pretty happy with that. I thought I'd seen everything this game really wanted to show me, and I wasn't stuck wanting much more by the end. I, I walked away relatively satisfied. Cool. I mean, I, and that's that's kind of what I hope for. Like, too often, especially, like, I've had games like this where sometimes it's just like, okay, it just keeps on going, and you're just like, all right, I just kind of want to get to the end and see it through. Yeah. Um, I um I name-dropped Alien Isolation before we went live with recording. Um. You know, because I, I said, I think that while reception is mixed right now, I do think time is going to be kind to Scorn in a way that Alien Isolation was released to mixed reviews, but has come to be understood as a really, really fucking good horror game. Yeah, Alien um, Isolation's phenomenal. But like Alien Isolation is a perfect example of a game that drags on way too long. There's a solid third See, of that game mi- that doesn't yeah. need to be there. I didn't mind it as much as other people did, but I, I totally get it. Yeah. With it, with that game. Scorn knows how to pace itself with its weird imagery, with its puzzles. You know, it doesn't leave combat sections dragging out for too long before it gives you another bit of relative quiet uh, and, and puzzles to work on. So, uh, you know, this is an interesting game. I'd be really curious to see what this developer team does next because for this to be their first outing i think that's pretty impressive do you have any questions for me uh not really i mean it's not you touched on basically everything i want like you know everything else i'd want to you know ask about i'd rather when i eventually do get to play this i'd rather kind of see the stuff for myself yeah yeah Um, that's that's the thing i gotta talk around because a game like this is so built around the the experience that there's not a whole lot I can talk about that won't spoil. And especially if something that's only about six hours, like I don't want to spoil, you know, an element that makes up one sixth of the game's runtime. Right. So, right, yeah. Um, or, you know, is a big part of what the narrative builds to. Right. Right. But yeah, game's weird. It's going to stick with me. Uh, I I'm, I'm fond of it. I think that if you have, a gaming PC or an Xbox Series S or X and you like horror and you like the aesthetic of HR Giger, like it's on Game Pass. You owe it to yourself to at least give it a shot. I mean, something I just I also want to mention, like so much like Giger inspired stuff feels very. <laughs> I, I want to say derivative, but that's not quite the word. It just it doesn't quite get there. But like what I've seen of Scorn feels very authentic yes because it knows when it needs to copy alien and it knows when it needs to go off script yeah and i think that's important so like that that has really stood out to me with what i've seen you know from this game in particular is it's not just something that says it's influenced by something because it's a buzzword or it's like an easy thing to take it's like they really were meticulous in trying to invoke that same kind of feeling and yes and they understood it well enough to know how to layer elements in over the course of the game and layer the the aesthetic in in different ways to the point that the the visual aesthetic of the game does change from act to act to act in a way that's consistent with the works of hr giger but leaves kind of the the absolute wildest shit for the very end nice yeah, I believe that's all we got, folks. Thank you for joining us for another review discussion. Uh, you can find SCGC live almost every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We talk about 
the latest gaming news headlines. Uh, you're listening to us as a podcast now, so you know how that works. Um, Bustin, you got anything to add in before we go? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to talk to talk about Scorn. I'm bummed I can't play it yet, but hopefully down the line I'll, I'll get the opportunity. I would love to get your impressions when you get the chance to. So here's hoping that we see it on more consoles because that would be, yeah, I would, I would be very much interested in your take. I, I think so. it's a, t- I think it's a timed exclusive thing. Um, and you know, maybe I'll eventually be able to save up enough money to get another platform. That's kind of, that's kind of the big, the big hurdle right now. Yeah. Right. Well, but, um, <laughs> multiple consoles in this economy, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but hopefully I, I, I do get a chance to like check this out. Cause this is one I've been, I've had my eye on for a while and I, like everything that you've said about it sounds like what I was expecting, and it sounds like they pulled off what I was hoping they would yeah. pull off with this. I think you, I think you'd dig this for sure, for sure, folks. That's what we got. Just remember, kindness costs nothing. Have a good one. <laughs>